Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, welcome back. Well, you know you missed us to another rousing rendition of what we like to call here the Brethren Podcast. That's bread spelled like bread, B-R-E-A-D, because we always talk about bread and we always get into it. And when I say we, I always must introduce, starting at PhD, Dr. Jamu Loving and uh, Mr. Destrian Wells. Well, my illustrious co-host, how are you gentlemen doing? It's been a long time and we shouldn't have left you without a dope beat stuff too. Oh man, you know, I like that. I like that intro. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to hear from you, bro. It's good to see how y'all looking, sounding great. You know, I'm, oh, I'm feeling in a good space. Man. That's Likewise, man. You know what it is, man. Just pulling up on your, on y'all fellas, man, checking in. Definitely missed the interaction. It's been a lot going on, a lot to talk about, but uh, couldn't be in a better space and happy to spend this time not only with y'all, but with the good people, man, that support and, uh, and sponsor us. So all love, man. Well, speaking of sponsors, uh, we definitely must give a shout out uh, to all of our individual entities that help make this thing a thing. Uh, Destrian Wells Consulting, uh, Loving Consulting, and... Uh, 248 MMBB Business Concierge. Uh, we thank you all for your patronage and your support. Um, even though it's been a while since we dropped any any content, you know, we had the cocktail convos uh, running up. Uh, we did, you know, drop a few episodes of, you know, straight original OG brethren. And um, we figured that we go ahead and, and round and wrap this season up. And at the beginning of the season, we 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 decided to embark on the journey of the three L's, uh, liquidity, longevity, and legacy. And we've given you two of the three. So I figured we take this opportunity to go ahead and finish it, uh, the trifecta, as I'll call it. Um, and we'll talk about legacy tonight, you know. Um, you know, there's been a lot of communication amongst us outside of the Brethren podcast, because obviously we are colleagues, associates, and friends. Um but this is our space. We come in, you know, we kind of keep it real with everybody on, you know, how we feel and how things are. So, like I said, we'll talk about legacy. But before we do a true and typical in OG brethren fashion, uh, we like to um, embark on these conversations with a little libation. And uh, so let's go around the horn. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll know Mr. Destry Wales needs no introduction to this because he is a very consistent person. But we have been uh, we have been alerted that there's a slight yeah. tweak. In the starting lineup this evening, uh, a twist. It's, it's, yeah, it's like if the created player got a bonus. Mr. Wells, what are we sipping on this evening? I'm gonna let y'all introduce it, man, because that's extremely embarrassing that you just did. Um, <laughs> the fact that you called me consistent, I'll take that, but it's Hennessy, right? Yeah, but it's, hey, I'm sorry, was I supposed to shout that? Whoa, 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 wait, we know it's Hennessy, but what kind of Hennessy is it, Mr. Wells? What kind of Hennessy is it? Being that we're closing the season out, I felt mm -hmm. it'd be right to come with a celebratory beverage. And so I couldn't bring the regular Hennessy. I couldn't just bring the black. I couldn't bring the VSOP. But I came tonight with the XO. Wow. What? Wow. Wow. Ooh. Bruce Lee himself didn't have that in Into the well, Dragon. Bruce Lee he, said, he be like it. water. And I'm being like water, my friend. Oh, snap. Look at him. Look at him. That's Dr. Love. Yes, sir. What so, you know, I, well, I um, uh, 
I'm, I'm feeling very Texan today, so I got a little iced tea mixed with a, a uncle that's very close to me. He's the nearest, quite near me, Uncle yeah. Nearest. Mm. Yes, that 1894. Black yes, you know. Yes, well, you know, uh, I feel like anytime I see his whiskey on the shelf, which, by the way, folks are buying it. It's delicious. And so, uh, you know, it's not always right there. But that Uncle Nearest, I always will get it when I have the opportunity. So. Shout out to uh, shout out to Uncle Nearest. By the way, I'm still working on trying to get that sponsorship as a thing. Uh, but give me give me two seconds. Let me just check because I believe they just hit a milestone that's uh pretty pretty big. I think it's a hundred million, a hundred okay. million uh bottles. Bottles? Was it bottles or, or, or dollars? Now all of a sudden, oh here we go. Um, I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of bottles, but. I'm gonna send you guys oh, some Portier for Christmas. So what's that, what's that now? I'm Le gonna Portier. send you guys some Portier for Christmas. Shout out to Uncle Uncle Sharp, Shay Sharp. I'm just, I'm just saying, wait for every man. Look when the when the brethren liquors come out. I just want everybody to keep. Yeah, we are gonna need them. Oh yeah, they they exceeded a hundred million in sales. So shout out to Uncle Nears. There we go. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. That's a beautiful thing. Um, with I want some of the. Uh, I want some of that Earl Stevens collection. I want some of that E forty. Uh, Cognac he got. Um, I was watching uh, they made dollars worth of game and they had it was him too short and Ice Cube talking about Mount Westmore, um, and him and Cube was drinking it. Hey man, I'll well, he say got this a whole lineup. AJ, before we get before we get to your beverage of the evening, man, shout out to Million Dollars Worth of Game for signing this historic deal that they just signed. Um, you know they they have been an affiliate of. Um, Barstool Sports for several years, but Barstool actually introduced them to their venture capitalist group, and that venture capitalist group backed million dollars worth of game to the tune of reportedly, and I use the word reportedly, a hundred million dollar podcast deal. So shout out to them fellas, man. You know, um, yeah, man, like Wallow and and Gilly. For uh, being consistent and staying the course, but getting getting their business right, it's very rare that you see, and it needs to be more. It needs to be more readily available that black men in business together have their paperwork and their business together in such a way mm -hmm. that money does not become the root of all evil or tear their tears their business down. And I think they've done a fantastic job of mm -hmm. creating a business model that others can follow and hopefully we can we can do the same but man shout out to them fellas for doing that but no doubt man, shout that's out a, and that's a beautiful thing, thing man we've been doing this thing for a lot longer than this podcast so don't act like that ain't no hopefully yeah, yeah man. We, we've been outside for a while um no, i'm drinking slain irish whiskey let's move on oh yeah that was that was that was very uh man. so uh in bridger fashion because hey. I don't want to spend too much time, you know, boasting up. Yeah, you know, I mean, we do. Other people's platforms, you know, shout out to them and we can move on. <laughs> other than that, you know, hey, longer, than, longer than 10 seconds is a commercial and we got to get paid. Um, <laughs> well, there you to go. a, to a right. wonderful conversation being had, bread being made and crumbs being dropped and those being able to digest it. Cheers. Cheers, my brother. Yes, hmm. indeed. 
Well, like I said, we're going to uh, finish this thing on out strong. And uh, we're going to talk about legacy tonight. But just to give some context to the conversation, uh, you may want to pause here and go back and listen to the two previous episodes about liquidity and longevity and the intro episode to the season where we kind of lay it all out. Uh, but legacy is the long lasting impact of particular events, actions, etc., that took place in the past of a person's life. That is the definition of legacy. Uh, so what I will start with the question um, that I'll pose to both of you all in a for open form is, Will do we agree that that's the definition or do we want to add some caveats to it? Is that too vague for us? Or when we embarked on this journey for the season, talking about the three L's, did your legacy, was your legacy just a little bit deeper than that, you know, one of the meal definition. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go first, and this is Wells, but um, I personally think it's very nuanced per family, per individual, and then even per situation. Um, minutes, well, I'll start with seconds. Seconds, minutes, moments, hours, days, weeks, months, years determine your legacy. All of those things are a cumulative effect that add up to become not only who you are, but who you will be to other people. And I think one of the um, one of the things that you really have to think about is how you're spending your time in terms of your legacy. So at its core, yes, I agree with that definition, but I think it's nuanced because depending on a person's situation, what they need to do to define their legacy is different. But the ultimate outcome is typically the same. You want to put your family in a better situation than you were, and you want to leave people better than you met them. And I think that's the core crux of the legacy conversation, the intermediate steps that you take to get there. Some are generic, but some are specific to the situation. But, Doc, if you uh, want to opine on that, I'm happy to yield to you. No, you know, I feel like legacy is important, especially among black folks who have the opportunity to leave one. And I think the numbers of us that have the opportunity are, are far greater than we anticipate or think of sometimes. I feel like uh, a lot of times folks are like, well, you know, I'm not where I want to be yet. I don't have a legacy to live. Legacy is what happens at the end of life. But to your point about how things are prepared over time, the fact is your legacy is something you can start and then build on as you move forward. And I think it's important to think about that because all of these financial concepts are evolving ones. Even the goals that you have can change as the amount of achievement that you have changes over time. I think all of us set goals for ourselves and sometimes we come, you know, we are uh, fall short and I think that happens a lot, but a lot of times <laughs> the most confusing position to be in is one where you are ahead of where you plan to be and you start to say, okay, well, what do I do with that? Right. And um, when you know 
that you want to be able to leave something, whether it's to the next generation of your family or to a charity or just some other broad thing that you're thinking about, having a legacy is about having forethought. It's about recognizing your own mortality, and that takes a level of maturity to do that because I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea of uh, recognizing and acknowledging their own mortality. But the fact is, we all gonna go. And so, what is it that you want to do in accordance with that and in terms of um, make providing for you, not just providing for your family, but creating opportunity for the next generation. That's a lot of faith, man. So I like the way that things just always happen because <laughs> once again, here we go. Serendipity. I don't even know if that means what I wanted to mean right now, but yeah, it will right serendipitous. now. Serendipitous. Um, sounds right. <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> Look at that! But Doc, you bring up you bring you bring up a good point that I wanted to that I'm literally I'm I literally just jotted down a note about uh, you kind of alluded to the presence of legacy, right? Like as we are here, legacy is still a, a thing. Like the legacy is not finite until you are done. Dumb. Up until That's the right. minute that you leave, you still have an effect and a control and a power over your legacy. Like you could have an amazing legacy up until this point in your life. And tomorrow you can completely derail that, you know? So I want to address the, uh, the presence of legacy and also, you know, it's, there's, there's a longevity with legacy, you know, it, you know, because sure. like even DJ said, you know, it's, it's the minutes, the seconds. It's it's not just like, oh, what is your legacy? What did you do over all of these? You know, if you live to be 100, what did you do over 100 years? It could have been something amazing that you did over the course of 10 years. And then you just, you know, like somebody who invented, you know, something that just changed lives. And they just, you know, went and got a house out in the country and just lived out their days, you know, farming or something. Just, yeah. you know, easy living. Yeah. And, you know, never technically in the eyes of others may have had another large impact on humanity, but that, that moment, that small investment was enough to solidify a legacy as long as they didn't fuck it up towards the end. Now we got to put the E for explicit on this episode. My bad. No, that's all fucking good. (laughs) But yeah, I want to, I want So yeah, I want to address the DJ. I saw, I'm coming to you because I saw you, saw you ready to chime in, but I want, I want to talk about the the presence of legacy. Mm -hmm. And like I said, just the, you know, it's it's ability to it's it's a living thing. Well, I won't be long. I'll be brief because I, I know originally Doc, you know, you're gonna go to Doc on this, but and just for for folks that are listening, there is no script to this. So we're getting these questions by as you're getting them as well, and we just really believe in being candid and having open conversation. And if we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, we shouldn't be talking about it. And so. That's just one of the things that I think makes us unique and different. Like we're going to speak on topics that we can be relevant about, but at the same time, we're going to be open. We're going to be honest in real time. So that's important. But number two, when you talk about in real time, I use the example of LeBron James, 20 years. This guy's been great. He's been all time great. He is a lit. See, you can become a living legend. 
your legacy can be solidified right in front of you. You can know that you've done it, but you have to take the actions to solidify it. And like a lot of people hope and wish and pray and why I subscribe mm-hmm. to all of those things, I do believe in concrete action. This person is taking concrete action to make themselves one of the, not only the greatest basketball players of all times, but he'll probably go down as one of the greatest historical figures of all time. That doesn't happen by happens chance. That's intentionality, right? And that word we used that in a previous season about being intentional. In order to create a lasting legacy, a living legacy, and that's a part of it too, there's a legacy when you no longer exist, but there's also a living legacy portion of this. How relevant are you to the younger individuals in your family if you haven't created a living legacy that they can reference, where you have a calling card or a reference point that they can pull from to say, I have to listen to to to, to Dr. Loving, uh, granddad. I have to listen to to great aunt DJ, or I have to listen to my my god my godfather AJ. That's equity in young people's lives, and the yeah. the real the real benefit to a legacy is that you are impacting other generations. If you're not doing that, your legacy is just put up on a mantle, and it's something for people to talk about when you're gone. But if you want to have a, and, and choose your words wisely, impactful legacy. See, I want to leave an impactful legacy. I want to leave a lasting legacy that is impactful. So I want to have influence over the lives of people that come after me. And that's bigger than money. It's about how I spend my time, where I spend my time, how I choose my friends, how I devote myself to my family, how I work. What's my value system? How do I value money? I want to transfer all of those things as my living legacy while I'm here so that I can help cultivate and make adjustments to the family while I'm around so that they can then be able to do the same thing when I'm gone and pass that down through generations. And ultimately, our names ring like the Rothschilds, the Clintons, the bushes, the these, the that's, the others, because legacy rings true through generations. I so know what you mean, but I just want to be clear. I don't really want my my name to ring like this ring now. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. That's the thing. It's like that. that is why it's important for you to transfer not just the value of the but the values values that came with it exactly right right? because at the end of the day like money and uh legacy is not always a good thing hitler got a legacy he does we see it we saw the tiki torches man like hitler got a legacy whether whether you like to think it or not these people who of a certain ilk value what it is that he brought to bear and you know and, and you seen it you seen it amongst some black people in some disturbing ways but I happen to get on this but I'm just saying like you start you you see some things about people where they are willing to admire uh successes of literally uh anybody 
without recognizing that some of these things came from a lot of harm and a lot of destruction. Gary Chambers said a broken watch is right twice a day. Exactly. So you got to be careful about what it is that you push out there is, is positive. Now, to DJ's point, when you start thinking about your own family, and trying to impart positivity and opportunity. And that's what that's what wealth creates. More than anything else, you have choice, <coughs> you have opportunity when you have wealth. And these are the things that within a capitalist society are extraordinarily important. And they're extraordinarily important in every society, no matter how they classify themselves the people who have opportunity, the people who have access to resources are the individuals who are the most fortunate in that economy, regardless of the system. And that's, you know, that can make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable or whatever about the system that you choose to believe in. But I guarantee you it's true about all of them. Right. But when we start to think about leaving something for that next generation or generations beyond them, you're talking about interesting concepts of discipline and expressions of love that require faith to say, I want to provide for a person that not only I've never even met, like I got kids that are babies, little young boys bouncing around and I want to provide for the children that they create and make certain that they can look back at Grandpa Wills and that next generation great-grandpa Wills as having created a future for them. <clears throat> and you see a lot of billionaires giving away funds and saying, you know, I don't want to set my kid up to be a master of the universe just because I did this and made this money. I want them to be able to start from square one. But see, everything is relative. And when you start talking about black folks and having one-tenth the wealth of the average white family, when you have an opportunity to create a legacy, you have a responsibility to create a legacy. See, I don't normally come up with taglines, but that's one right there. <laughs> well, we uh, we talked. We I think we we talked about it in one of the previous episodes um, about how to you know to even embark on the journey of wanting generational wealth, legacy, sure. and all of this future uh, stuff. It it takes a, it takes a bit of unselfishness because you have to really untruly understand that most of most of the, the the benefits you will not reap, and it's not for you to reap; it's for the lineage to reap. Um, yeah, but, uh, but if you ever got to watch somebody else's lineage reap it while you you know worked at the grocery store, a kid's for you see it, you see it, you see it all mom. around. You just said, look, you just said that black folks have one tenth the wealth of white people. <laughs> exactly. Depending on where you lived, like if you were an upwardly mobile, uh, part of an upwardly mobile black, black, black family in the early nineties, you know, you know, you, you moved to the, you probably moved to the suburbs. You saw these families, you know, who, you know, they, they, they basically had it. They, you know, they had it. They had it better than what we had it. Who sold you the when house? We, when we moved, when we moved to the, when we, when we moved to the suburbs, my neighbor's grandparents used to come cut their grass. Who sold you the house? 
So what house? The one here? No, when you move to the suburbs, anywhere. Who's oh, we had a black. We had a black realtor. No, we a black realtor. What family was moving out? Oh, uh, a white family moved out. The reason why, mm-hmm. I, the reason we why were, we were probably we were probably like the second or third second black or third family, family. Moved, yeah, to exactly. move in. No, no, to move into that neighborhood. So we were the third black family in our neighborhood when I was six years old. And yeah, what we call it, it's called white flight. Go look it up. But look, that ain't yeah. even what we're talking about right here. But no, um, no, no. This, but listen, no, no, I gotta no. tell, I gotta tell you this oh. right here. I gotta tell you what my Come man on. Pericles said. Okay, Pericles was a Greek, uh, Greek statesman. What you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. And I might add some like wind chimes right there because that's a magical statement, but it's really not. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he just said exactly what remember. we're saying. It's not the tangible. Book. It's not the tangible things. The real legacy is going to be like how you impact others. Money is fine. I agree with that. Money and is fine. Back, going back to what I said in in, in the comments, it's about imparting your your value system on the people that will ultimately inherit the money because they're the ones that's going to take it and do something with it. So let's take a turn. Um, I, I'm stopping you because yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to just no, grab the wheel and, and turn and turn it. But look, because no, when you say it's important to recognize that the money is a part of it, bro. No, but hear it me out. But hear me out. Because I'm, I'm 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 snatching the wheel right now, and I want this to veer off course, but I don't. <laughs> Come on. When people embark on this, you know, liquidity, longevity, legacy, and yeah. A lot of it is very money driven. And we've been careful, I'll say, and this is my personal opinion, we've been very careful to teeter and toe that line of the the balance of financial, but also spiritual, mental, you know, just you got to have it all. The holistic holistic person. Yeah, yeah. The holistic person. The the bionic man had a bunch of different pieces. It wasn't just one, but look. But look, 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 what happens? What happens when the people focus? They start off focusing and they 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 don't change it where it's just strictly financial legacy. No. And now, no. now, because like like somebody said, one of the one of the old folks say, a fool and his money shall, shall soon depart. Oh, you will depart because look, man, one thing, look, two things are certain, death and taxes. Right. So you can make a bunch of money and that's great. You're going to die. What do the people that inherit that money do with it? So it depends on your relationship with them. So, again, it goes back to your value system. Look, man, I'm super fortunate right now. Corporate business, outside business, everything. It could not stay like this for me. I don't if I have to go cut grass, I'll figure it out. I don't care. The money is not the biggest thing. It's the opportunities that are being created for my children. The relationships and the people that my children are rubbing elbows with when they go to school. I'm creating a different lifestyle for my children. But they have the same value system I have. Hard work. Authenticity. Being authentically black, which is important to me. I want you to care about all people, but I want you to be proud of who you are. First, I want you to be proud of that. And I feel like in terms of a legacy, bro, like when I really this 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 moves me because I have two sons. 
black sons. It's important for me to call it out because I had to protect them differently in the world than I talked to some of my constituents and they're like, yeah, my, my son walks home from school every day. I'm like, I would never. Yeah, I don't yeah. care where they go to school at. I don't care what neighborhood I live in. You know, I'm I'm coming to get you. I'm doing that. But, I, uh, but let's I, be honest, that is an upwardly second. that's an upwardly mobile thing, though. AJ, I live in an upwardly mobile area. When you no, but I'm, no, no, but I'm, no, I'm just no, I'm just saying, like every we, you know, we always have to have that balance where we have to acknowledge that there are people who do not have that option to say, "I will never," you know. Like there are people who like my kids oh, have to take sure. public transportation. No, I'm just saying. I'm, you know what? No, but I understand. But no, I'm Great just saying. Point. I understand. No, 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 no. You're speaking Great from point. a personal nah, point of view. You, you gotta all, recognize. You know, always, let, me, let me say this, right. guys. Give me one second. Let me. Say I always this. like to check my privilege. No, no, no. Yeah. And that's important because you're absolutely correct. I have the opportunity, based on the situation that I have, to be present yeah. and available to do that, and therefore I do it. I capitalize on that. Opportunity. I do not take that for granted. But for those who have to go to work and go clock in and do something else and we grew and up with that. They're trying to they're trying to be everything to solve for all the variables that are missing mm. in their children's life. I have zero judgment for that because I, I was a latchkey kid. I had a key mm -hmm. to my house when I was five years old. So I think that's a that's a great point. And I want to go on record as saying I apologize if I made it sound as, as as though I was insensitive to that because I'm not because you made it sound no 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 like you were you were speaking from your personal experience yeah, but I want to make man. sure that you, nobody will ever be able to call us elitist or no, highbrow in our, in our in our in our in our conversation. Because he had to say because there's a lot of men who are in a position where they could do this and they choose not to. That's the truth. You know there's a lot of brothers who are doing well, who could take their kids to school, who could be more present, who choose not to. So, and it's true. Devil's like, advocate. So, so hey, now, baby. you know, devil's advocate, but, you know, it, you know, depending on how in, in, engulfed in work they are, is are they um, that engulfed in work because of the we got to work twice as hard? Look, brother, like, let me just, tell you. Like there's no amount of work that you can work to make up for the fact that you black. Like, no, true that. You can, no, my my my. You know my, what I'm saying? My like, job knows that, my, my if, child comes first. If that's if if that's the issue, you don't have the answer. You just got to do what you can do to make sure you're always on top of your game. But the fact is, you don't get you don't get to outkick that coverage, my friend. It's not a thing that you get to do. So you do, you do what you can do. And Destrian is doing, he's doing his thing. And, and I think it's important that he says that because it's a lot of brothers who like, look, man, I'm told you no. You know? Central Park would beg to differ, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, brother. Shoot. Like, I understand, man. It ain't no, it's no, there is absolutely no, no circumstance under which you can say, oh, well, you ain't got to worry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably going to be all right no matter what. No, there's always that underlying 
uh, potentiality as a black man in America that anything can happen to you. And the fact is, even people who like you will rationalize your absolute destruction, even if it happened on film in front of them, because they understand that this is a necessity of the economic and political system that we have created and sustained and lived under for hundreds of years. Gee whiz, Doc. Doc went full commando on him right there in a solid sentence. Don't even put a period at the end. Just leave it open-ended. I mean, I'll look, take man. it if you want to, or I'll live it. It's no, go, go but look, go ahead. If you're going to pull out the choppers too, go ahead. Let him say. Nah, like fully extended clips because – at the end of the day, when we're talking about legacy, you have to start from the beginning. And I get really sick and fucking tired of people starting wherever they want to. Let's start from the beginning. I have I have shared this with uh, friends and co-workers that I think there's not a racist bone in their body. It's just a lack of understanding. And we have laughed. We have shaken hands and had a drink after it. When I've been promoted and I and other things have happened positive for me corporately, I've been told like, damn, man, like, man, you just getting a nod. I said, bro, don't get mad at me. If you have had a 400 year head start and I caught up with you, that is not my fault. Completely yours. You should be out. You should be lapping me. We are just now getting to the point where we're even remotely attempting to la- level the playing field, not just for black men, but for underrepresented communities in general. And when yeah. you say in general, that means that there's the entire population that's non-white. And don't get me wrong, I talked to my white brothers and sisters about this on corporately as well. You shouldn't feel like you're getting taken out to the pasture by the company because someone says that they have a a metric that you need to meet. If you're excellent at your job, you should keep your job. If you're so apart and somebody's better and they happen to be a person of color, you should absolutely be replaced. Now let's go ahead and address the elephant in the uh, I mean, the you're always going to be replaced regardless of the color. I just want them in the companies to look for a person of color as well. Mediocracy. Talents are representative of what it is they need. Mediocracy is praised in corporate, and we know that. As long as you are, you know, in most cases, as long as you are of the right uh, complexion. But that's a conversation for another day when we go break down the system of corporate structure in America. But not today. We talk about personal legacy. Because down with big business. (laughs) No, but listen, big businesses, we allow for sponsorships and advertisements. Hit our emails and our different social media platforms. No, it's a line. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Bro, would you agree? It's a line. Like, you see it, like, well, I think you see it. I don't want to. But DJ, even even real quick, that, that conversation that we had before where, you know, you and your coworker were talking about bonuses and his reaction to the bonus was totally different than what, you know, our collective reaction would be to it just yeah. because of our upbringings. It's not even the current yeah. status of life. It's just the upbringings like we have been raised to be appreciative, you know, just in general. I've learned, it don't I'll have be, to be I'll, like. I'll be honest. I've learned not to be. Like, when we talk about legacy, 
there is a expectation that you take what you get. No, you accept what you earn. Okay, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fucking take what I get anymore. I accept what I earn. I know if I overachieved. I know if I met expectations. I know if I underperformed, and they're just taking care of me this year. And I have honest conversation. I say, look, I know this year was a down year for me personally. I had, but I communicate. I had this going on, and this is another thing about establishing your legacy. Black folks are afraid to share what's going on personally at work because in typical fashion, the expectation is that it's going to be held against me. Now, disclaimer, real quick. Come on. Because now we're talking about the corporate structure. We've all been in corporate for years at this point. Uh, One thing I will say is that our our counterparts, Palm Side, is, uh, you know, they overshare a lot. No, it's it's so I was I'm, I was going but to for that. us we're very private people, especially when it comes to communications. We're not. We're no, amongst no. the two. Push back on. You. We're not like, very like, private people. No, no, no. Um, like um, amongst settings. No, we amongst have to us. be there some ways. Exactly, but listen, it's like me, between, between, between us, between us three, we're colleagues. We're we're co- yeah. like we we know it, like we know pretty much everything that's going on. Like we don't sure. know down to the listen, minute and a second, but it's a cultural. It's a cultural difference. Exactly. If I say to you or Dr. Loving, hey, man, here's what's going. I use my transparently. I'll use my kid as an example of the legacy building conversation I had to have. My kid had to have a major operation, which we will flush out in future episodes. But okay, my kid had to have an operation. I don't want to tell anybody at my job about it because you know what happens? Let's say. I don't know. Traffic is bad and I'm late for work. It's just traffic. If anybody else is late, if it's me, well, you know, he has this situation going on with his kid. You know, how committed is he? If I take a day off work, anybody else is just taking a day. They could be doing family things, going on vacation. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's something with his kid. I know how to communicate. I don't now. Do you so. now? Do you become even more of a charity case? No, you don't. You become more of an opportunity for exile. Mm. Yeah. You're not getting any charity because yeah, yeah. you got to yeah, elevate. You got to elevate or terminate. <laughs> no, it's, it, no, it's literally one of those things. This is a wounded gazelle situation. It's a wounded gazelle. They say, "Oh, well, you know, he's got the kid." And blah blah blah, and then they're like, "Oh, let's move into this. Mm. There's less stress. Mm-hmm. It's also less money. It's a lateral less move. Opportunity. It's oh, a lateral no, no, no. move. That's that's what they're trying to tell you. So that's oh, I okay. know. <laughs> and so my my, you know, I get his whole point. Like in any situation that's like this, you have to be uh, you have to be very cautious about showing weakness. Yeah, on a yeah. level. If you're not yeah. if you're not communicating from a place of strength, exactly, especially with someone that is not. And look, I work for I work for a great organization, but they also have the their same way I want to protect the, the organization is their family for all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's a, my yeah. family is mine. I'm trying to protect my family. They're trying to protect theirs. So if. If I show signs of, hey, I can't get the absolute maximum out of this guy right now, 
we may need to consider other options. I'm not a fool. I've sat in those rooms. Productivity. So what happens is you evaluate it. Yeah. And I understand that. And so based on that knowledge, I try to diversify myself. And this is, I guess, getting back to the legacy piece. I try to diversify myself. I want to be in a position that I can fire my company before they fire me. And they Thank can you. replace, look, they have a candidate pool that they can replace me. My family doesn't have a candidate pool to replace me or my income. And so for me, it's incumbent upon me to be the CEO of Wells Family Incorporated that I have a plan in place whereby which if they say no to me, I can continue to say yes to my family. So when I think about legacy at its core, that is the first layer of it. So that's the first, you know, we think about the pyramid. That's the first layer of the pyramid. Second level of the pyramid, how do I protect my wife and kids if I'm not here? So I have over-insured myself, and I plan on owning these policies soon and fucking very soon with accumulation of a cash value that if we need to take from, we can. Then the third piece of this is alternative investing, getting into VC ventures, business ventures that I can associate myself with up and coming, not me, my family, Wells Family Incorporated, can invest themselves in other or in other entities, not just other entities, but being intentional. Black entities that require funding that look like us, that can do things that are productive and create mm -hmm. ecosystems for other people. So when I think about my legacy and what I wanted to be, I had one for myself. I had to sit down with my wife and talk about what that looked like for our family, though. Because now we have a family name. So what what do we want to be known for? We want to be known for being productive citizens globally, creating ecosystems. But we specifically want to start with an emphasis on black families and business because it starts with us. All and right, if we I'm can show, I'm sorry, you go <laughs> No, nah, because I'm going to say, it, it, I, I'm saying this in the, in the, in the way that it's got to be said. Bump all of that. Let's 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 be real. Legacy for us is about survival. Facts. It's it's yeah. nice. It's nice to frame it in the way that you're doing it. It's beautiful because that's the way we have to for ourselves. Man, we but in all it. actuality, our legacy is all is all based in in pure survival, brother. We live. All three of us a nice ass neighborhood, but we all feel this tenuous existence where if I see the lights outside my window, perfect. Man, it just happened the brother, other night. It's hey, look, it's Christmas time. We got the lights up on the house. One of the uh, Christmas you. tree, the Christmas tree blinks, and we just put the Christmas tree and start turned it on the other night. And my wife said, <laughs> I was about to look out the window and say, Why are the police around here? And she was like, Thank you. it's the tree. You are, White you people are, would never are, understand that. You are, you <laughs> feel like you feel like you are one wrong interaction away. And you having but you are from, from having it. Your Thank entire you. legacy could be, and here's another, here's another deep, it's in the back of mine. 
a simple misunderstanding or mistake could be the derailment right. of either my life and or my legacy. You know how you argue with your, like with your lady, like, and you start thinking like, what if somebody called the police because voices were raised? Now I just look. A, I was just now you look, feel, now, I had on a hoodie now. in my I had on a hoodie in my yard the other night putting the lights up, and I was like, "What if somebody rolled by and think that I'm casing this my own house?" Man, look, brother, I've <laughs> never been other than open opening my door for people. Like if I'm just outside my house, people either assume I'm somebody working there or vagrant. I was up there cutting my grass. And this lady drove by in her car and asked me to come cut her grass. <laughs> I'm not joking with you. This happened to me. Like, I, this black man couldn't possibly own this home. And see, that, look, that is, that is a sign that, you know, that's, it's levels to it, right? Where it's just like, hey. But but like I don't want even want look even T I couldn't get his own neighborhood, remember? <laughs> yeah. But I want my child to be in a position where if I can help it, and this is, you know, as the father of a father of a daughter, I want her to have not just every opportunity, but I want to her to be able to avoid every humiliation, man. Mm. Now, but does not humiliate so it what is the correlation of humility and humiliation? That's a whole nother nah, episode man. that we'll start next season Humi when we bring on some therapists and stuff is, like that. <laughs> humility is a chosen state of being where you say, I am going to be a humble person. I've never heard anybody other than from a king perspective talk about being humiliated in a positive standpoint. Exactly. You know? And black women get humiliated frequently. They get ridiculed. They get called masculine. They get called bossy. They get called all sorts of horrible things except the beautiful queens that they are. And they hear it consistently. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Black women hear that all the time. So what I want, and I know it's not realistic for me to be able to create a fight naturally, but I don't want her to ever have to depend upon these people for her affirmations. I want her to be able to look within herself and then for her resources, I want her to know that daddy got it. Daddy fucking, daddy fucking put that shit together <laughs> and got that shit for you, baby. But how because important is I, that for your legacy, though? Because that that's the, that's the, legacy. the more, more than money, how much impact does that create on your legacy? Because now... Your daughter speaks your name in high regards for the rest of her life, and that her is, offspring shall know. And it's is, like, you know what? My name rings is, bells, man. <laughs> it ain't even so much about me just ringing a bell. I'm just saying, like, this is this is what they face. And if we can, like, man, there's brothers who will try to do some things, and they're gonna hopefully they'll put some things together, but they just not may may not be as suited. But for gentlemen like ourselves, we have absolutely no excuse in not making opportunities for our kids and not making sure they understand the nature of these opportunities and not reducing the chance for them to have to go through some of the things that we've had to go through. 
we as black people need to be more serious about this as our forefathers were because they 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 stepped through whole movements understanding that the people who were alive at that time would never really accept them but they hoped that the people of the future would understand that humankind is one race and start to begin to move accordingly going forward. And we still aren't there yet. And there's still a whole lot of work to be done. But I promise you this, like all of those people who did that work before expected additional work to be done after them. And we have that work to do. So you say all that to say, I'm about to ask you this. Um, like we say, we we acknowledging that there are people that embark on this journey from a purely financial standpoint. And maybe they'll embrace the balance, the other part of it, you know, let me do this and do that. But the the importance to understand is throughout the process, someone, something they're watching, right? Uh, if you have children, they're watching you as you do this. So if you accumulate through side sideways deals and uh, tricks, schemes, but then try to impart values later on, you've also got to acknowledge mm. that they watched you do it the wrong way. Um, you can you, they pe- people see what you. They watch what you do way more than they listen to what you say. Exactly. More than anything else, they understand how they feel about it. And there's a natural feeling of uneasiness when you watch people get tricked and get scammed. No matter how that goes down for you and you end up eating off of it, little kids know and they start thinking like this, this ain't right, you know? And so, they question their whole entire existence in certain way. So that brings me to the point that I, I want. No, this is the point that, he, that he DJ, both DJ, hands no, I'm about to throw it to you, DJ, because this is what I want to address now is this next piece because it's organically brought itself this uh, this pimple to the head and we finna bust it. We're talking about this and the legacy portion of financial part. You know, a lot of people have a mindset and a goal of creating uh, entities processes so that offspring and, and and future are not able to screw it up you know on their own trusts and things of that nature but it further brings the the, the solidification of that you really got to impart these values the continuing education part where it's as i'm doing i i need to teach and I, you know, I'm bringing this up because I've been heavily, really, you know, back into uh, Booker T. Washington and the way mm-hmm. that he started Tuskegee and, you know, for his life, how he did it. And, you know, everybody held him in high regards when he came down, when he came to Tuskegee to start the school. And, you know, it started like they started in a, uh, in a in a shack and all of this. But once they got some pro- once they got some properties and things. He said that he wanted to use, I think, one of the one of the hen houses, one of the old hen houses, because they bought an old plantation. He wanted to use one of the hen houses for I forgot what the purpose was. And he told he told one of his one of the students or whatever, you know, hey, I'm, you know, 
we're going to go down here and we're going to clean this about in, in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever. And he said, you're going to do it too. And he said, he said, how can I expect any of these students to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an mm. important part of legacy is if, if I'm not willing to do this work, or if you've never seen me do this work, how could you ever respect me telling you how to do this? And I've always, you know, I've always really eyed that in corporate, to be able to, you know, to be fully honest, this is how I judge people in corporate. Cause you know, I ain't gonna judge you as a person, but I'm gonna judge you on this, on this business the same way that our jobs judge us. We can call it, you, we can call it performance, uh, you know, reviews and all of that, but they're judging you. Yeah. Did you hit these numbers? Did you hit these metrics? Did yeah. you hit your goals, KPIs, all of that talk? Did you do it? If you ain't do yeah. it, we finna judge you on a scale. Right. And that's going to determine what happens. You know, that's 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 literally every job structure unless you're working for your family. Right. <laughs> no. You know, nepotism is a thing, people. Um, and beautiful in some ways. <laughs> of course, especially. And, and but that's the thing, like even 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 in nepotism, I think the, the nuance of, of the essence of that is you just doing it for the sake of doing it. You're not doing it with the intent of, <laughs> you know legacy of the values too it's just like i got it so everybody work for me because i can just keep everybody happy but then is anybody really doing any work no but see but see let's go yeah. back to the the, the question everybody if it's the living legacy because that's what we were talking about right we started this yeah. with, with the present yeah, we legacy we don't, we don't so hang out there. What, what happens when everybody that's currently in the picture picture small everybody tried to fit in but some of them couldn't get in y'all remember that but yeah look Every, so the people that's in it, when everybody's working for that same goal, like, look, look, you got you, the the the, the you, the wife, the kids, all at a, at, a, at a given time. Like, look, we doing this with people that we don't even know yet. What happens so, when that when that four wheel car becomes an eighteen wheeler? Got more tires so, running now, carrying more load, huh? So let's start. Let's start from where you asked the question, and then I quickly ascend to 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 what you just ended with. The thing is, when you start in a space like you described with uh, with the Booker T situation, that's not a forward-looking thing, at least for the person that sees it as a negative. When we started talking about this, we talked about, we talked about forward-looking value systems as a multiplier for not only Black folks, not only for families, communities but for nations if you have a forward-looking exercise that's inclusive and you have a value system that doesn't discriminate against anyone and it says if you if you have the similar mindset and you are the best person for this opportunity i'm going to partner with you most of those things take care of themselves but see that assumes a society that doesn't have the presidential uh, the the prejud presidential in terms of prejudiced past that we have. I'm not even going to use the word racist, which I could, but a prejudiced past assumes that I have a predisposed position to you than I have for someone else. And that means that I'm going to lean into the things that I'm more familiar with. That has nothing to do with racism. That's just a simple prejudice. And I, for the people that are listening, I want you to understand the difference. 
You're only going on what you know. Racism is intentional. For the most part, you are choosing to disadvantage someone else based on your position or your authority. Prejudice could simply be following tradition or what have you, because most people probably don't even know that they are until it gets too far. So that's one thing, AJ. The second thing on that is we talk about values and value systems. They're not important until they become unprofitable. That's the thing that we haven't talked about. So for the vast majority of people with wealth in this country, DNI is all of a sudden important because it's a profitable thing. So I have a ton of money. DNI is important. I should be focusing on DNI. I should donate to that. I should do this. That doesn't align with your value system. So when you ask me what are the kids going to take from it, they're going to be confused. Well, listen, you've told me F these people my whole life with your words, actions, and money, and now I'm supposed to focus on them? That don't work together. So I think when you think about defining your legacy, three things at a minimum have to line up. Where you vote with your time, where you vote with the actions and decisions that you make, and where you vote with your money. And if those three things line up, your family can look at your words, your actions and your finances and say, this is a living legacy that this person is leaving that they would like us to take the mantle up on. But you have to be consistent on it. It can't be in a time of convenience. What we often see too many times is that people show up for black folks in a time of convenience where it's an opportunity. Is very uh, momentary, so to speak, very short lived. And the amount of money that they're giving is not even remotely. It's like throwing a throwing a chair off the Titanic. That shit's still going to sink. It, there's no just keep the fucking chair like there's no reason to throw it off. But the fact of the matter is they get to say they threw it off. And at the end of the day. Black America and underserved America can no longer continue to be used as a breeding ground for legacies to be built for other communities and nor wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute hey hey dj 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 and i ain't even talking about your name i'm talking about hey club dj run that back run that no longer can black america or underserved communities in america continue to be breeding grounds for legacies (laughs) to be built and we're not building our own because other people and other communities are building legacies of our value systems, our culture, and the ecosystems that we employ and create every day. And we're non-participants in them. You're done with OPP? problem. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. So for me and my part, I feel like, uh, you know, I always try to get down to the most granular place in terms of where impact can be had. And I feel like in an organized way, that's the family or the household. And so there are certain things that you need to have in place. You need to have a risk management plan if something should happen to the breadwinner of the home. And so that's insurance. Immediate legacy. There's disability insurance and you should have it in a position where it does create not just the means of meeting the ends that are, are close to you, but also 
the opportunity for you all to build, which is a legacy. <laughs> and so that is an important part of responsibly managing your own home. And so that's a thing that folks have to learn and be able to recognize is an important responsibility of this. I think that along with that, no matter what it is that you leave, if you don't leave the understanding that responsibility is important and you have to handle things, then you leave it all in folly. And there's a potential of all manner of craziness happening, especially if you are the most successful person in a family and then you pass away and leave property to somebody else in the family who's never managed anything before, there could be the issues. Tax issues jump up right off, at, off the bat. And I say this because it's important to say it because sure, I'm sure <coughs> there have been plenty of families, they've had a whole Vice episode on television about this, where people are dealing with the fact that a legacy was lost because, you know, people didn't cooperate and understand that they needed to come together to pay the municipal taxes and the land was seized. Listen, they got Al Capone on taxes. They ain't get him on the gangster stuff. They got him on taxes. Yeah, man. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Shit, you know, Big Meech. I'm sorry. Let me, man, <laughs> let me let me chill. They get, man, they get folks on taxes all the time. And so you have to be on top of these things. <laughs> and so I just say this to say that there are elements of this that are about the way in which you want your um, your offspring to see themselves, treat the world, and be as people. And that's extraordinarily important. But another part of this is what you want to have happen financially to make sure that the impact that you are leaving is a positive one and consistent with your values, Right. And there's only so much you can do as generation to generation goes on. But, you know, the idea of someone who is a hardworking person ending up a couple of generations later with people who absolutely don't want to do anything, not even something charity minded. They just want to sit on their behinds and, you know, lay in the recliner, drink looking, you know, like, they like, oh, my life is paid for. You know what I'm saying? Now, that doesn't mean anything about you doing what it is that you were supposed to do. But sometimes, it, you know, legacy and having having something based on a legacy is not great for everybody if they are prepared for it. And so okay. your job as a, as a um, person who's leaving something is to prepare the beneficiaries to be able to be responsible for what it is they're going to manage when you're gone. I think DJ, I think DJ, you finna finna go here because you know. No, don't say it. I can say I can put look, I can put my don't name on a building, but what's gonna happen when one of my you know one of my don't, one of my lineage don't say it. Don't say <laughs> you it. know go out here and and, and do the bag from the ball. So. So now, 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 what does that do to my legacy? So that in that further it it, so the conversation so you, of how important. So now you brought this up earlier. And now it comes full circle before we close. Doc did an excellent job laying it out. I knew you was going to ask that. I knew you was going down the road to ask that question. But now we talk about protections. Why well, build something that 
people can throw bricks at and destroy it without any type of armor. This is when we talk about things like family trust. We start talking about um, legacy planning. We start talking about things like that. See, what we do, we stop short of having the investment conversation. Yo, invest. Okay, cool. Step one. You are just entering the game. This is not advanced planning. The folks that are advanced planning are paying less taxes than you pay. You work at McDonald's. There's no knock on anybody that works at McDonald's, but you should feel offended that the CEO of major corporations in this company pay less taxes than you. And you should feel offended for a number of reasons. Number one, you have an opportunity to figure out how to do it too. Number two, they figured it out and you haven't. Now, keep in mind, I brought, I have not brought the amount of money they've made into the situation yet. Because the more money I make, I would love to pay less taxes. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to lie to you. But also understand I have a dual responsibility. I have a responsibility to contribute to society in a way that helps the greater good. That determines what type of person you are. But just specifically for this conversation in terms of legacy building, if you create a trust for three to five generations, that's typically, you know, a lifespan of a of 80, 80 to 100 years. For 75 to 100 years, I guess you can dictate what happens with that money. So if you're not meeting certain parameters based on what the policyholder thinks should happen you can set parameters in place you don't have to just bow out so that 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 was our problem growing up at least i saw i saw family members i can't take it all with me y'all certainly not gonna spend it when i'm gone Ooh, have you ever seen a u-haul hitch to a hearse exactly well why don't you set it up in such a manner that only the people in the family that are doing what they should be doing can access it they ain't making no more land, I heard. Well, the folks over the folks over in the in the United Arab Emirates have figured out how to create new land. But guess what? It I've also learned up. that the folks in the Bahamas in the was doing it years ago with the conch shells, in, but that's another story. The they, they're, they're buying air property. Of course. That's what you do in yeah. New York City all day, but that's another conversation. But look, yeah, back but, to what you was talking about. At the end of the day, all I'm really saying is, in terms of legacy, man, mm-hmm. there's so many ways for us to do it. But how invested in are we? We talk about people being invested in things. I have no sympathy for people that are not invested in learning. If you're not invested in learning, that's not about your education level. It's not about how much money you make. You need to be invested in learning. Learn how to protect you and yours. We come here and do it for free in the best way we know how. If I don't get a question from you in the DMs, if you don't um, DM any one of us, you have no you have no interest and you have no invest in, investment in learning. And that's fine. But you also don't get to complain. You either have an interest or a complaint. Decide which one you have. And for those of you who have interest, we're here to serve you. For those of you who have complaints, we'll show you the results of the people who have interest, because we are going to move forward. We're going to hang our hats on helping 
people establish and better understand how to create legacies that are lasting and then pass it on to their families. Furthermore, we're going to continue to show up the same way, authentic. We're not going to be for everybody. Some of y'all drank coffee, some of y'all drank tea. We appreciate y'all who drank both. I like to provide the cream that <laughs> British, if you're British, you put a little cream in your tea. And if you're anybody else, you put a little cream in your coffee. I like to provide the cream, you know? But, but we're but we're here. Rich. But I, I think it's important, it's important to know that look. Everybody's not at that point though. Yeah. Everybody's not everybody's not here because be, I want to also point out that we way. are as uh, us three as as uh you know as profound as we hope that we sound, you know, we're still in the beginning stages of this journey ourselves. Yeah. You know? For sure. You're not you, we're not exactly. wild beyond our riches. We aren't, you know, three, four generations deep with wealth, you nope. know, our names have not, you know, I've you know, honestly, I I, I attribute I mean, I got a couple uh, streets named after being some shit like that. No, bro. it was like, no, seriously. Like, that's, no, but no, for me, like, honestly, like, it's my grand, my grandparents is yeah. the first, was the first because their parents were, you know, it's not, not, not a little pressure, AJ. No, but, and, and, and that's why I say I, I always take my privilege. And then at the same time, I, you know, yeah, you I the was, only dude that could drive the, cars and homecoming and just park listen, them No, besides all of that, the 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 way that <laughs> the way that the way that I understand legacy as I get older and I look at how the dynamics of my family on both sides, because both of my grandfathers were uh, you know, they 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 were significant in terms of position. My grandfather was a sheriff's deputy with the first black sheriff in the South uh, after Reconstruction, Lucius Amerson. He was a he was a sheriff's deputy for him. My my other grandfather was a well known educator in the county where my mom's from, and a judge, a municipal judge. Like my entire life growing up with yeah, them, that, that they were always recognizable. You know, like we would mm -hmm. go get we go to Win Dixie, and everybody like, hey, Mr. Williams. You taught my mom, you taught me, and I remember, you know, you'd be like, you taught my mom, or taught me, you taught my mom, that I came in your courtroom and you gave me a break. You get that extra cut of beef. No, on some real, we got extra cookies. Extra cookies. Extra cookies at the bakery. We should, nah, that was to, for you, man. You was probably a real person. No, every every no every kid. If you went to Win Dixie Bakery, if you you know if you don't know what Win Dixie is, you Not know. Hey, but we we it, this is where my mom grew up. But we would yeah, go to Win Dixie. We would go to we would go to uh, Win Dixie, and you go to bakery, and every kid you could just get a free sample cookie, which I, any of the cookies that they was baking, you could get a sample cookie for free. And so, like, my granddaddy would always take us there because he wanted a cookie, too. But they would always give us because we was with him. And they knew he liked cookies. So they, used give, they used to give us, like, three, four cookies apiece. We used to basically walk out with a dozen just because okay. they knew they knew Mr. Williams. And, and, so, and, your, Williams. and your granddaddy was taxing them cookies. Wasn't <laughs> Man, look, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation it's, we have offside. I was gonna say each of y'all was hey, giving y'all was giving my, hey, but my granddaddy with them sweets, man, because look, he had a Cadillac with a trunk full, dig. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. But look, but so like I said, as I as I as I grow older, I truly, I truly start to understand and embrace legacy a lot more because you know 
I'm not, I'm the grand, I'm the grandson. I'm not the only one, but at the same time, there are, you know, I don't want to be the one, you know, to, 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 to derail what I see as a pretty good track record. And I want to take that same track record and increase upon it. It's almost like the, you know, just the, 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 the legacy aspect of, um, you know, the cliche, like athletics, like, you know, kind of like the way that LeBron is right now and, and Dion is right now where everybody, you know, you, if you're a great athlete, people expect your child to be a great athlete. And so you yeah. kind of want to foster that, you know, foster that in and you, you instill those legacies and things of that nature. Marvin Harrison, uh, junior, uh, Marvin Harrison's son, he out here really, he really, he out here really embracing his, his pop's legacy in terms of, uh, in terms of football, but you know, just that, that whole thing, but you, so it ain't everything ain't for everybody, you know. We, you know, you see that you athletes with a bunch of kids, and some of their kids ain't athletes. But just because your legacy is this, like Doc, you financial planning all day long, but your daughter's legacy doesn't have to be in the same vein. But that's the beauty mm-hmm. of the values where you're a part. Where you know, I'm gonna say it first for the first time ever. People are more important than things. Where you are really putting it out there, like the impact the true impact and the legacy for for this name which is ultimately what we're doing is the name and you know because it's it's you wanted to ring bells is to go out and you know to embrace people live in the human experience help others continue the good you know yeah. where it's pushing pushing this narrative forward where it's okay to light other people's candles your flame's not going to go out yeah, I think that's important for people to recognize is that giving and uh, loving is not a, a thing that's. I see what you did there. You. I see what you, you did there. I mean? Giving and loving. Okay, Doc. Yeah, it's not going to deplete you. And so it's it, it's important to recognize that. And, you know, I don't want to go on too long, but my point is that. Um, when you are trying to create a legacy, it's important that you lead with love, that you understand that you don't necessarily get to control everything, but you can set some things up so that people can be as successful as possible and use this in the best way possible. That's just point. You want them to use these tools as something that's going to help them rather than a sharp instrument that ends up hurting them. And so they have to have a level of uh, maturity to make that work for them. And so legacy is about provision, but it's also about a certain level of foresight where you start to look and say, okay, let me make sure that I'm doing the right thing for these people. And especially if you already know them and you have some idea of their shortcomings or weaknesses, then you can start to think about a, all right, what is it that I write into this trust? Is there a spendthrift clause, which that means that you set it up so that the person can't just invade it and spend all of the money, right? <laughs> There's a lot of ways in which you can handle these issues that are in front of you. There's a tool for every task. You need to just know either who to talk to, but the first thing you need to know is just ignoring it is not going to make it better. And talking to somebody will likely start to lead you to the right person who you need to talk to 
get the job done that you need to get job done. So um, I, I think that the communicative and all of these other elements have been brought in to talk about it, what it means to leave a legacy. Unfortunately, we we're talking about what it is that you need to make sure that you do or don't do um, so that um, so that your money is going where it is that it needs to go. Your life force, the work that you've created or the product of that work goes to the place that makes sense based on what it is that you want to accomplish and those people are going to be able to use that to leverage and and put themselves in a better position to put your family and people you care about in, in a in a better light than the light that you live. All right. Now, with that being said, I'm going to ask you both a very specific question, and I need a very specific answer. I don't want any explanations. I just want a yes or a no. And I will start with you, Destrian. Then I will ask for your answer, Doc. The question is, can you build a legacy without money? Destrian. Yes. Doc. Yes. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will end this season of Brethren. We appreciate any and all who have listened, who will listen, and who shall pass it on to others. Um, do I believe that you can build a legacy without money? Yes. Can you have happiness without money? Yes. But one thing we will acknowledge is that money is a tool that when used the right way, can make things different, we shall say. Um, Love and Consulting, 24-8-MMBB, and D. Wells Consulting would like to thank any and all supporters of this podcast, the Brethren Podcast, B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N podcast series on all social media. Follow us. Follow Dr. Ajamu Loving at Dr. Ajamu Loving. That's D-R-A-J-A-M-U-L-O-V-I-N-G. Uh, yeah, we do call him Dr. A.J. Loving. Um, and I'm also A.J. So, you know, he is, you know, he's had, he has the doctor in front. So. It's it's very distinguishable from just the plain AJ. Uh, follow, uh, empower, engage, execute. If you don't know how to spell that, just say it into Google. It'll spell it right as long as you don't have a twang to your voice. You can follow uh, 248MMBB. That's 248MMBB on all social media platforms. MMBBGW.com. Um, we thank you. This episode has been sponsored by LaFlight 87. Go get you some. www.laflight87.com L-E-F-L-I-G-H-T 87.com We love y'all. There's nothing you can do about it. Y'all know how to find us. We'll be back next season. When that is, we don't know and y'all won't either, but we'll let you know when we do. Peace.